Do you speak another language? Uh, I know some people that, I think one, two, I know a few people that speak four languages, one that speaks six languages. I am still trying to master one language. Steve Kaufman is with us, CEO and co-founder of LingQ. Steve, great to talk to you. Great to meet you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Great to be here. Happy 20th anniversary. Thank you very much. So how did this all start? It's, a, it's an app. It uses artificial intelligence, and it provides lessons in 40 languages. Take us back. Take us way back. Well, you know, I, I realized about 20 years ago that uh, the world of language learning had changed. We, at that time, we had, you know, mini disks, but that became uh, MP3 technology. Of course, the Internet provided more and more content. Um, you know, and you'd go to sleep with it on your pillow, right? You would you would play no, the tapes over I and over not. again. <laughs> when I go to sleep, I sleep. Uh, so, no, the whole the, the trick in language learning is is to get enough of it in you to listen, to read and to have access to things that are of interest to you so that you enjoy the process and you're not sort of consciously trying to learn things because anything that we consciously try to learn, we're going to forget in any case. So we need to find a way to enjoy the process so that we stay with it. And if we stay with it, we learn. The brain learns. So, you know, you know we gradually... I've, yeah. I've always found that for some language comes easy for others it comes hard and it's probably way too simplistic but is there a kernel of truth to that um you know i think it's more a matter of motivation so mm -hmm. that people who are very motivated to learn they will seek out things in the language they'll go and talk to people they'll watch movies uh, and those people will learn uh, anyone who is trying to master the conjugation tables in french uh, they will not learn because it's a frustrating thing to do and, and it's very difficult to do until you've had enough exposure with the language. So if kids are watching cartoons in French, they're going to learn the language simply by absorbing it, uh, you know, with enough exposure. But obviously, as adults, we can do better than that. We can read, we can look up words, we have different things that we can do to facilitate, you know, the learning of words and, and so forth. So, no, I think it's more a matter of attitude and time. People who learn languages have a good attitude and put enough time into it. Uh, other people uh, decide very early that they can't learn. You know, I don't have a talent for it. And then they quit. There are so many apps out there that if you travel worldwide, you can dial in an English or whatever phrase, and then boom, it spits it out for somebody. And, you know, I, I can understand the convenience of that, but LingQ is very different than that, or does it complement that? Well, the thing is, if all you want to do is is find your way to the the train station or the bathroom, uh, you know, conceivably, some kind of app like that is going to do it for you. However, if you want to watch movies in Russian or Spanish, or if you are interested in Japanese anime, anime, or if you're sitting beside someone on an airplane or in a bar, uh, you actually want to have the language. So all of those apps don't really do much. The, uh, the artificial intelligence helps, for example, on Link, because it can, it can pinpoint, you know, content that's relevant that's on a subject matter that you're interested in, at your level of difficulty, voices that you like, uh, where the number of unknown words is at a manageable level. 
and it can also uh, do things with the text you know give you you know a chunk of text that's the size that you want to work with and you can look words up and you can use text to speech and there's so many other ways in which modern technology can help us enjoy learning the language um and and listening is very enjoyable uh, and, and and watching movies on netflix is very enjoyable so you want to get to where you're enjoying the language and and i, I don't think those kinds of translation apps they, they have a different purpose how has ai changed changed the the, the platform how has that really well, brought it you know, from you know from 20 years ago to today well, you know, it's it's. I think we can get carried away with these buzzwords like AI. It, it's more a matter of just how technology has evolved. So when we started Link, we were purely, you know, web-based. And again, we were looking up words and saving words to a database and tracking activities. And it was all much slower. Now, everything is much faster. Um, we have, uh, you know, Android. We have apps, in other words, both Android and iOS. And so that's evolved. Um, and, and even the, the uh, you know, the different browsers have evolved. And uh, there's so many things that help. Like one way that I personally use AI is that I'm learning Persian and Arabic. So I go looking for podcasts. Very often the podcasts don't have a transcript. I need the audio, like the MP3 file and the transcript uh, in order to use it on our on link on our website. So then I can take the MP3 file over to an automatic transcription website uh, and for much, much less money than it would cost to have someone transcribe it, I can get the text. And it's very accurate. If I compare it to like three, four years ago, it's so accurate now. And then I can import that and I can start learning. So that's one example. Um, you know, we can, we have a, a browser extension so that if something is on YouTube or on Netflix, with one click, it comes in as a lesson. It just opens up as a lesson. We have the text, we have the audio, you can take away and listen while you're in your car. And there's so many different ways in which technology, so it's not just AI, it's just, it's more the evolution of technology that has made language learning a lot easier. How many languages can you speak? Well, you know, I hesitate because I speak some an awful lot better than others, but I would say that I, perhaps 10 or 12, that I could easily switch into now and start speaking. And another eight or nine that I have learned, uh, you know, before I went to the country, you know, Greek, Romanian, uh, Czech, whatever, Korean, that I might struggle a bit in now, but I could quickly revive. So, but the total would be around 20. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. It's fun. How, how much time, like if, you know, I, I, I think about my day, yeah. and if I wanted to do this and I, you know, because... To me, you know, I, I'm a real, I, I subscribe to immersing in a, yourself in a, in, in a topic. So, you know, mm -hmm. if I'm doing um, an in-depth story, uh, my frustration is that I can only spend maybe, you know, over a week, you know, half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half a day. I right. prefer to immerse myself in that story and really spend, you know, 16, 18 hours working on it to perfect it. Um, right. but my reality is, is that, uh, I am, you know, I, I've got a very busy day, like so many of mm -hmm. us do. So how do you, right. how do you, how do you use the, well, the, the, the app so you can get a lot out of it? 
Well, my typical day then is I get up, typically I get up before my wife, I'm going to prepare breakfast. So while preparing breakfast, I listen. Uh, I also might do a sort of a 10 minute exercise routine in the morning as well. So I'll be listening while that's going on. And then I clean up after breakfast. So I listen. Now, granted, I'm retired, like I'm 76 years old. Okay, I don't have to go to work. But if I'm in the car, I today I went off to play old timers hockey. If I'm in the car, it's 25 minutes, I'm listening. Uh, so uh, there's so many opportunities to listen. And when you listen, there's lots that you don't understand. And so then I get on link on the iPad and I go through the text and I look up the words and I, and I can tell on, on my iPad, if these are words that I've never seen before, or if these are words that I've seen before, but I just still don't remember, there's different sort of highlighting to help me along. And so then I read. So typically I managed to get in probably a total of an hour or so of listening and then another 30, 40 minutes or so of, of reading and, and working with, you know, words and phrases to try to, to, to kind of acquire these vocabulary items. But, but I will say that when I learned Chinese, I was working for the government. I was sent to Hong Kong to learn Mandarin Chinese, worked for the Trade Commission Service. It was six, seven hours a day. So obviously, if you, if you can put in six, seven hours a day, and that was my job, so I, I didn't mind doing it. I was getting paid to do it. That you're going to learn faster. But now, I mean, I'm just doing it for fun and uh, people work and stuff. So it's a matter of finding a half hour, 45 minutes to listen and then trying to sneak in a half hour, 45 minutes to work on reading to try and get those words and phrases that you listened to and didn't quite understand. What motivated you to get into this in the first place? Uh, That's a good question. Most of my life I've been in the wood business, but I've always had an interest in languages. And I'd had, you know, books here in German and Spanish, and there's always words that I didn't understand. And I'd looked them up in a dictionary. And of course, as soon as you close the dictionary, you forget what it is you looked up. So that wasn't very satisfactory. And so then I realized that with with online dictionaries uh, and with the MP3 technology, there's a better way to do this. So uh, we just played around with it. In fact, we had an employee from China who uh, who didn't he had a high score on these tests but he couldn't really communicate very well so and we were we were in my wood company we were developing software for the sawmill industry as well so we said we'll hire the guy and well, I brought him on to help him because he it's a long story he had his money stolen at the airport we so we helped him out anyway the long and short of it is we developed the system for him he went back to China and then we said okay what can we do with this thing and uh, initially we thought we'd help you know this could make this available for immigrants but it seemed there wasn't much the uh, government wasn't that receptive so we decided to make it a multi-language platform and that's 20 years ago and from that it's just grown what's the toughest language to learn well language first of all the biggest issue is motivation so mm-hmm. the, the yeah to learn is a language you're not interested in learning that's the biggest factor hmm. uh, but Obviously, any language where the writing system is different from your own, the more different it is, the harder it is to learn. Because we're so used to reading in our own alphabet. So even a difficult language, if it's in our own alphabet, it's easier. If it's in a different alphabet, it's more difficult. And the other thing is, the more sort of common vocabulary. So an an English-speaking person looking at French can recognize half the words. So, you know, the more different the language is, the harder. So Arabic is hard. Chinese was hard. Uh, those languages are harder. I'm thinking how this could be used for a generation who have lost their language, especially within 
our indigenous communities? Mm-hmm. Well, we would love to do that. You know, all we need is the language. So for our different languages, you know, the condition we have is you create content in the language. We want audio and we want text. Whatever we have in audio, there has to be text and vice versa. Mm. And we have a series of 60 mini stories that we had written where there's a lot of repetition of high frequency verbs. And this has been translated into different languages. And that's what we start people on. So if someone who, if, if you could have a group of people who speak Cree or some of the languages here locally to, to give us, we have to have content there. We can't tell people we offer this language and then they come to our website and there's nothing there. So we need a minimum of, of content. And when people, that's how we, you know, increase the languages. Most people don't study 40 languages, you know, probably from a business perspective, the top six languages account, that's our business model. But some of our members are interested in other languages, so we have added them, even though there may only be a handful of people studying them. Link, it's L-I-N-G, capital Q. Steve uh, Kaufman, yeah. great to meet you. Wonderful okay, you. Okay. to have this conversation, and congratulations on the 20th anniversary. Thank you very much.